I started thinking about, you know, all these books say, oh, how do you meet the guy? Well, guys are at baseball games or guys are, I was like, I don't want to watch baseball. So I don't want to be like, like Ian calls it a foamer at a baseball game, you know, looking around for guys. Like, I don't want to be that girl. I didn't want to be in that environment. So I started thinking like, what can I do that I actually like? Because you want to be connected to things you love. You want to be doing things that you already look happy and you're enjoying yourself. Go to events that you're interested in and meet people that are also interested in those same things. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for, even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. All right, y'all, today's podcast is going to be so much fun. I have Melissa Jean Roberts, who's the founder of Gumball Love on the podcast today. So if you are someone who is single, who wants to get in a relationship, who's in a relationship, who wants to improve in your relationship, who has perhaps attracted the wrong people in their lives, you must listen to today's episode. Melissa is going to explain what Gumball Love is. You're going to have so many takeaways and I have a big favor. Please, please, please share this with someone that needs it because there were so many amazing takeaways from today's episode with Melissa from Gumball Love. All right, y'all, today you are going to want to pay attention. If you are single, if you are in a relationship and not 100% happy with that, if you are recently divorced, even if you are in a marriage, today's podcast is going to be amazing. I have Melissa Roberts with me. It's actually the very first time she's being called Melissa Roberts because she just got married this past weekend after waiting 45 years for the most amazing, perfect human being ever. And she is the founder of Gumball Love. Today's podcast is all about the confidence needed to find love and not settle. Uh, Melissa reached out to me and we are doing a podcast swap. So I'm going to be over on her podcast as well, talking about confidence. But I'm so stoked you're here, girl. This is my audience going to fucking love this. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was crazy when you said my name. I was still expecting my maiden name. I was like, oh my gosh, I am Melissa Roberts. So that is amazing. Yes. Just got married this weekend and I'm still in the the haze. And uh, yeah, it's it's so such an amazing time. So thank you. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. I can't wait to get into this whole discussion. So thank yeah, you so girl, much well, for having me. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm super stoked when you your team reached out and I was like, absolutely. This is just a topic that, you know, if I'm 100% honest with you, it, it kind of sounds weird. If I'm so good at what I do, but there's always one topic that stumps me with my clients. And that is the relationship advice for someone who struggled, because Mm. I have literally only been in three relationships my whole life. One Mm. of them has been my husband for the last 19 years. Before that, I was in like a four year relationship. I've never really needed a relationship. I've always just been so 
like secure in the fact that like I just knew who I wanted in my life. I'm fucking good at what I do in my relationship. And so I I struggle when people are, you know, trying to find love and not finding it in the right places. I know what it's taken to have the successful relationship I have. But like when people are, you know, kind of settling, as you call it, for sure, settling, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes my head spin because I've just never really been there. So I'm so excited for your expertise today. So tell yeah. everyone who you are. What, like, how did this start? Let's do this. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. So really quick, before I forget, I just want to say you're exactly the kind of friend that I love for my clients to have. So the people listening to your podcast, if you're struggling just to hear your confidence and to hear that you, the people that don't struggle with it are the, is the kind of energy that I love for my clients to be around. It's what I discovered I needed to be around. So I'll just segue that. So I love, I love your energy. And you didn't struggle with it for a reason. And so, and some people don't, which is really annoying for those of us that do. <laughs> We're like, what, what's, what's her deal? Why isn't she struggling? Why am I? That's exactly what happened to me. Why was I struggling? I watched all my friends. I watched all my cousins get married and it just felt like, oh, they just, they just like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go on a few dates. And then pretty soon they were engaged. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why isn't this happening for me? And so when I turned about 30, I had a bad breakup and it was just like my final straw. And I, I always joke that I decided I'm going to go to therapy. Like this was the, the, I was at my rock bottom deciding to go to therapy, but it was actually the best decision I've ever made in my life. And, uh, but I had no idea. I just thought, well, I'm, I'm so messed up. I have to go to therapy. And so uh, now I tell my clients, you know, go to therapy, no matter what, even when you're great, you know, the, the highest performers are in therapy, even at their, you know, even at their peak, because it's so important to keep going and keep working on yourself. Oh, girl, uh, but- I totally agree with you. I, I literally hired a coach, got in therapy, did all the things. And I still to this day, have a coach and a therapist. I think it's the greatest decision I've ever made in my life. And I always tell my yes. clients never hire a coach who doesn't have a coach and never hire. A <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, yes. I am fully taken care of in all the instances. And I was about 27. And you were 30. So we're on the same. Yeah, page, girl. yeah exactly. Exactly. And so I started digging into my past and you know, my parents' divorce and and working through all of those things. And then somewhere along that, you know, maybe about a year or two in, uh, my sister and I were just talking about another friend of hers going through a divorce. And she was saying, uh, yeah, she was in her, her friend was in her divorce lawyer's office and they were talking about, oh yeah, he's with this other girl and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden her soon-to-be ex-husband is texting her in the lawyer's office and he's kind of like come on we're doing our we're thing here and you're you're fight tech you're texting and fighting your husband and we need to get to work here and she kept showing him the messages and he said to her every time he puts in a quarter you give him a gumball stop giving him gumballs and that just it was like boom it just resonated with me i was like oh my god that that is powerful and then i thought what's the gumball what is that what does he mean by that and it just bugged me and it stuck with me forever to this day. And I created a brand out of this whole concept. And so put this, the whole concept is about transactional relationships versus transformational relationships. Gumball love is a transactional relationship. Some people are putting in quarters to get gumballs. Other people are actually investing in you. They care about you. They want to get to know you. They're interested in you. They're curious about you. They're, they're there to build a friendship where other people are there for some kind of flavor of attention. 
And so that's what I help my clients see that if you're dating the wrong guy over and over again, you're dating a guy that's putting in a quarter to get a gumball. He's putting in the quarter because he wants you to pity him, chase him, idolize him, uh, fight him. There's like all these guys that want all the drama. And so then all of a sudden you're fighting all the time and you're analyzing it and you're at the coffee shop and you're talking to your friend and you may have had friends talk to you and you're like, why are you with this guy? Why are you even wasting your time? Women that are healthy and that don't have those insecurities like I had, they didn't even waste their time with guys like that. But those guys don't start out bad. They usually start out pretty great. They start out really romantic. They start out intense. And so it's it fools, it fooled me over and over again. And I could not figure out what am I missing and how do I keep falling for this? Because the cycle would be intense beginning and then there would be the red flag and then a sharp drop off. But at the time of the drop off, I would already be invested in some way emotionally. I'd already had fallen in love or already had you know, been infatuated. Now, now you can hurt my feelings because now I'm a little bit, I mean, I'm too into you to just walk away at this point, but I don't know what to do because now you seem different. And then it would be this back and forth, up and down. And sometimes this drags out for people for years, for months, for weeks, but then people go back on the dating apps and start the whole thing over again. And if you don't know, you're attracted to the same type over and over again, this cycle will repeat. So that's it in a nutshell of what gumball love is. But this has, it saved me. This saved my life really, because there were times when I would be tempted to stay in a relationship. And then I would think, no, you can't do, you can't do this to your, here I was, I had no clients. I had no followers, I had nothing, but I would, I knew it was going to be something. And I would think, Melissa, you can't do this. You have to, you have to be the inspiration to your people and you have to walk away. You have to do the hard thing. And so that was building a muscle in me of walking away from guys that still were chasing me, guys that still wanted me, but I could see that they were attention seeking. They wanted the gumball. They wanted the sugar high of attention. And you've probably seen this. We see these people everywhere. So it's not just in romantic relationships. And I'm expanding the brand so that we can look at who's your gumball coworker, the person who comes up to you and says, how was your weekend? And then doesn't listen to your answer and then changes the subject. People that talk over you. The, the, sometimes we have gumball mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, where they're attention seeking and they're all about themselves and they're not thinking about others. And so this kind of behavior, if we can identify it, what kind of attention seeker are they? What flavor do they seek? And how can you be in the driver's seat of that instead of on the receiving end of, Oh, I'm getting, I, I'm, I, I feel like I'm the one that's always getting abused. Yes, that might be true. But if you understand why and you can see the, the flavor of attention they're looking for, then you start to, you start to, uh, have the ability to predict the pattern and that empowers you. And that's what my clients get. So I'll show you. Okay. Let's look at this guy or this family member. What kind of attention are they looking for? How can we predict it? So that way you can have boundaries because I never knew how to have boundaries. <laughs> I was like, what are boundaries? I just, I was such a people pleaser. I didn't know how to do it. And so now I can look at somebody and go, okay, that's a, that's an idolize me gumball person. They want to talk about their car and their house and their job and their this, and they want to brag and they want to one up. And so I used to stand there and exhaust myself 
looking and listening to people like that and giving them all of my time and my energy. And now I'm like, okay, I see what they want and I can be polite, but I, I shift my energy to somebody that's giving energy and I'm giving, and I, I've realized, wow, those reciprocal relationships are so energizing and you have better friends, you have better relationships and you're not giving attention to people that are just seeking attention itself and they're not see seeking real connection and friendship. So it's a little bit heartbreaking in the beginning to, to make these determinations, but so liberating because you're not pouring into relationships that are never giving back to you. Oh my gosh. So I know that was kind of a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, but it's so brilliant. Like there was a few things that you said that are so brilliant. Obviously we don't know each other a ton, but something that you said is you um, gained confidence, your confidence muscle. I use that all the time. Confidence is a muscle yes. and you got confident in taking care of yourself and that became a muscle and it became stronger. And now you know how to use it. You also yes. talked about hard things, doing the hard thing, showing up to this business, even before it was a business, when you were in corporate banking and making it a real thing. like, you're just like, I kept doing the hard thing. Mm -hmm. Hard things builds confidence all the time. Yes. Yes. A lot of the hard things. And I love your, your, uh, yours is all about deciding, right? The brand. Yeah. The brand yeah. is that it's your turn. You know, every single person, I, I, the three pillars of the brand are decision, faith, and action. Faith can be whatever you choose it to be for me. It's God, but like I make a decision, there's no other decision mm -hmm. in that. And then the faith part is have unwavering faith that is working out for you in some regard, even when it doesn't seem like it. And then the part that I think a lot of people forget is the action part, you know, like, for instance, you starting this business, it's like you could have made the decision, okay, I'm all in. And you can have the faith that it's going to work out. But without the action, I think one of the, the detriments to social media right now, I think we're in this pendulum swing where it went from like hardcore masculine energy. Now we're so far on the woo woo, like just kick back and it'll just right. fucking happen. And I'm like, no, bitch, this <laughs> is not how it works. <laughs> There's a lot of hard work and you know this in starting a brand, yes. right? Yeah, yes. for sure. Um, let's let's dive into um, talking about like, what are the red flags that you see or what are the main people that come to you? Actually, let's probably start there. What are the main people that come to you that like, what are the, the stereotypical, I'm assuming, do you work mostly with women? Mostly with women. Yeah, yes. I, I would yes. figure like I'm, I'm mm -hmm. thinking about like four people in my head who have had like this over and over mm -hmm. story. You know, what are the, like, is there kind of patterns that you see in certain women that you can kind of almost like tell right off the bat? Like, OK, this is your problem. This is the gumball that you keep feeding. This is, mm -hmm. you know, it, do you feel like you have certain clientele like you can kind of read them right off the bat? Yeah, I think that um, most of my clients are people pleasers. So I always tell them, you know, relax because you're talking to a former people pleaser. You know, our brands are often serving the person we once were, right? Yeah. And helping them come out of that. And so I, I look at all of my clients as I was once where you are and I want to get you out of that because I, I know how hard it was. But I always tell my clients I was kind of feeling my way through the dark. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a process. I didn't have a you know, now I have a paint by number system where I had to go down all these roads and figure out, okay, not that road, not that road, and then put together a system. And so most of my clients are people pleasers. My ideal clients are professional women, women that are like, I have it all together in every other area, but for some reason, I'm all, you, you, you have that friend, you're like, she's beautiful, she's smart, she's got everything else. But why is she dragging that guy around? And, you know, he's, or, what, or she's I, been single for forever. Or she's been single for forever because she's attracting, she doesn't know her worth. 
Amen. And so she attracts guys that are giving her the, the gumball guy, as they call him. He will often give you a little bit of, he'll give you comp, sometimes he'll give you compliments or he'll lure you in in a way that makes you feel better about yourself initially. And so she's at a deficit right off the bat. So her confidence is low. So she needs to be listening to you all the time about, about confidence. But like you said, confidence is a muscle. And so what I see people doing is they're watching Netflix. They might go to the gym and they come home. They don't have anything in their life that's really fulfilling them. That's really bringing them a lot. They're making them come alive in any way. So you have to have something that's energizing, that's sparking you, that's challenging you, that's getting you out of your comfort zone. Because a lot of people are just work, gym, dating app. And then they're like, why am I not finding it? And especially the older we get, all of our friends get married. And then they can't introduce us to anyone because all those people are married. And so then you start to feel like, I'm really the odd one out. So I totally get that at 45. You know, I reconnected with Ian, my husband now at uh, 42. We met when I was in my late 30s, but it wasn't the right time. We met in New York City. He was just getting ready to leave New York. So, but uh, we, he kept thinking about me, I guess. And so five years later, I randomly hear from this guy. And so obviously the end of the story is we got married. Uh, but a lot, a lot of work and a lot of stuff happened in that journey. We actually did a podcast together. Podcast 111 is our podcast on my, my show that tells our whole story. Um, and now I lost my train of thought. Oh, the type of clients. So yeah, the type of client, she's usually low self-esteem. Like I was, I'll just tell you what, yeah, for my for sure. own. And I'd love yeah. to know too, do you help the client build their self-worth and their self-confidence? Cause I, yes. I a hundred million percent agree with you. Like nail on the heads thus far. Cause you can see it from a million miles away. They may be like financially successful. They might be physically good. Like, but if they don't have the self-worth in themselves, it's good fucking luck because they're trying to find it in someone else. Exactly. Exactly. And you as an already confident person, I tell my clients this confident people, men and women can see when people have low self-esteem immediately. Confidence say, is the number one fucking thing. This is the reason why I brand myself on confidence because like confidence makes you money. Confidence gets you love. Confidence is joy. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Yes. And you cannot hide your insecurity behind your Kim Kardashian smoky <laughs> eye. <laughs> like, I don't care how good your makeup looks. I don't care what your outfit looks like. If you're insecure, it just it just shows. Yes. And that bugged me so bad because I started to see that and I was like, what do I do about that? I didn't know how to, it was like, I was always trying to hide it. And then it was like, I realized I can't hide it. So in 2014 and late 2014, early 2015, I moved to New York city and, um, I, it was, you know, super scary. Anytime anyone moves to New York, it is it, a hard city. It just kind of smacks you in the face. So that was a confidence builder, even in and of itself, just because it was scary. It was out of my comfort zone. It's completely different lifestyle. And that was the first sign of doing something a little bit dramatic. That's you got to do the scary things. And I would hear that, but I didn't really understand how important it was to do those scary things. And so I started thinking about, you know, all these books say, oh, how do you meet the guy? Well, guys are at baseball games or guys are I was like, I don't want to watch baseball. So I don't want to be like, like Ian calls it a foamer at a baseball game, you know, looking around for guys like, I don't want to be that girl. I, don't, I hate baseball and I, I, I didn't want to be in that environment. So I started thinking like, what can I do that I actually like? Because you want to be connected to things you love. You want to be doing things that you already look happy 
and you're enjoying yourself. Go to events that you're interested in and meet people that are also interested in those same things. And so I think that's a huge struggle for people. They really struggle with a hobby and everyone thinks about, oh God, now I'm going to have this hobby and it's going to take up all my time and I don't have time for hobbies. But you know, you can do something even once a month or even a couple times a quarter, just get yourself out there and do something. So my choice was ballroom dancing. Um, I'd always wanted to do it. And uh, I people are like, I don't know how to dance. Well, I didn't know how to dance either. I, sh I should post lessons, videos of my first lesson. <laughs> I, mean, I look like, as my teacher says, a sack of potatoes with legs because I was just, it was really bad. That would be me. That would be yeah. me. <laughs> so, but dancing, I was like, why do I feel so uncomfortable doing this? Because you had, they would be like, my teacher, this his accent, Melissa, move, move your body. And I was like, I just couldn't. It was like moving through cement and I was moving through all that insecurity. It was all showing up in my body that I had been hiding myself and feeling insecure for so long. My shoulders were rolled forward. You know, it was just like, and I had to change my posture and I had to move my body differently and I had to perform. And then I would learn a few things. And then my teacher would always be like, okay, now let's show a few people in the studio what you just learned. I was like, oh God, no, I don't want to do, please don't let people stare at me right now. But he did that over and over and over again. And then I did a performance and then I did a competition. And I remember the competition was like, I was terrified. I was watching a Facebook live of the comp. I'm in, I'm in a taxi from New York just to over to Jersey city. And I was like, what, what are you doing? You're going to be on that floor. Like, why did you do this to yourself? And you paid thousands of dollars to do it. It was like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? And so, but I got there and it was just, it was so liberating. And I knew something had really shifted because I had to, I had to perform and it was just me performing. And I think there's a lot of things. I had this epiphany. Tell me what you think of this. Like, oh my God, I'm you can, obsessed with this. <laughs> you can, you can do a lot of things like, you can be confident in your job. Like if you have a corporate job, like I've had a corporate job in corporate banking for years that I just left and like you can do really well, but you're doing well for someone else. So it's not really you shining just yourself. It's you doing something on behalf of a company. So it builds confidence. Don't get me wrong, but I think we all need something that builds confidence. That's just us performing or speaking or delivering in a way that it's just you standing there in your own body, delivering something or doing something, performing something. That's how you're going to break out of those fears. Because when after dancing, I would be in New York on dates, sitting there thinking, I feel relaxed. I don't feel nervous because I'm in front of a cute guy. And I had, I had a great dating life in New York. I dated fun guys. We had dinners. I was wined and dined. It was like, I was like, okay, I've definitely up leveled my dating experience, but the fear was going away. And then if they said something inappropriate, I could just be a smart ass right back. And I was like, wow, this is a different Melissa that just feels so much more comfortable in her own skin. And so I really believe that those kinds of hobbies or interests, they need to be more than, you know, I'm reading or I'm doing yoga or, you know, like it's just that's boring. And I also realized that I was boring on dates because I didn't have anything to talk about. So it's like, these girls that are so pretty and they and they do have so much to offer, but a nice, healthy guy is like, who is this girl? And they're waiting for a Prince Charming, which I have a whole thing about fairy tales, <laughs> although my my wedding did look like people were like, it's a fairy tale. 
I just wanted a big, huge ass dress to wear. And I, I love, love it. My venue. dress is my favorite part for sure. Yes. I know. We're we're thinking about an event where you can just wear wedding dresses. We're like literally probably gonna get this together for next year. Just- oh fuck, I'm in. i i I think I can still fit in my wedding dress. So yeah, I'm in for sure. Nice. <laughs> there needs to be events where it's just like everybody and and then like even if you're divorced, you still have the dress. Who cares? <laughs> just wear the dress. Like there needs to be places we can wear wedding dresses. They're so beautiful and they're all in boxes and hanging in closets. Literally, my so. husband in a box in my attic since the day I got married. I don't, I've never even looked at it. I see fit photos on my wall. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fun to just put it on and like go somewhere to a fancy, but like you'd have to, where there's a bunch of brides. Like we'd all yeah. feel like the friends oh, episode. I, I literally <laughs> don't give two shits about anything. I would wear it just whenever I wanted to, like to anything. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Like, this is awesome. And it's gorgeous. <laughs> Look at this dress. Isn't Look at amazing? this dress. Yes. I paid for it 11 years ago and it looks fucking awesome and I can still fit in it. Thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yes. funny. Hey, ladies, pay attention. It is Christina. I am so excited to announce that the waitlist is finally open for the Decide It's Your Turn Women's Mastermind. This is the mastermind that I've been doing for over six years and served hundreds of women, helping them step into their purpose, decide it is their turn to live a life that they're absolutely obsessed with, not only be obsessed with it, but make a profit. You do not have to have a business, but you have to be ready to decide it is your turn for an absolutely magical life. When you put your name on this waitlist, you are going to be the very first one to be notified when you can sign up. Plus there's a huge signing bonus when you do sign up and you get on that waitlist. The only people who get the discount are those who are on the waitlist. So do not hesitate. Get on that list right now. We will sell out. The mastermind starts in January. The Decide It's Your Turn Women's Mastermind. Find the link in my bio. Head on over to Instagram. Text me the word mastermind to 501-222-3362 and I'll send you all the information. Get you on that wait list. You're gonna save money. You're gonna decide it is your turn to live your absolute best life. So I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I do think you have to, you know, I think I didn't have a lot of confidence in a lot of things when I was, you know, in my 20s and younger. Obviously, you don't know a ton about my story, but like really that, you know, transitional age of the 27, 28, where I really kind of started working on myself and healing myself. I was kind of at my rock bottom at like 27. Um, But I will say that I just was so confident in the fact that I knew I could become something better than myself, even though I wasn't at in the moment, I was confident enough to know that like, I was going to be successful, I was going to be something great. And I would have, I like, I just had zero interest in settling for anything that wasn't to the highest potential and to the highest standard for myself. But I also like loved life. Like I also love doing things. I love experiences. I am the person who says yes to every single thing. So I always want to, like, I just said yes to your wedding dress thing. Like, I'm like, yes, (laughs) fuck, I'm in. That sounds amazing. Let's do this. Um, But yeah, no, I totally agree with you. You have to have something. I think the main thing, and correct me if I'm wrong in this, is that you can't be looking for the other person to fulfill you. You have to be so full yourself. I I always look at Nathan and I's relationship as, you know, we're both completely flawed, but it's 100%, 100%. Like, he's got to be 100%. I got to be 100%. And, you know, there's days that we're both not, and he can cover that, but I don't look to him to cover that. 
Yes. Amen. Yes. There's so many times I think about that exact thing where you can't, you both have to figure out, you both have to have things of your own to do it, to keep yourself busy, your own passions, your own dreams. I see a lot of girls where you're dating a guy and, you know, you, you start talking to him and all of a sudden he's only talking to you 24 seven all day long. So he had nothing to do before you met him. And now he's all focused on you. This isn't somebody that can be in a relationship. And I encourage these girls, get rid of this guy right away, even though he might be cute and saying all the schmoopy schmoopy things. He doesn't have, he doesn't know how to fill his own time without somebody else. And so, yeah, it's like, you've, you've got to be independent you've, and you, and you have to have your own life. And so that's probably the hardest message that I have, that I teach because people think I'm going to meet somebody and then it's going to come together. Mm-hmm. You know, they think that there's some kind of magical thing that happens just because you get married. It's like, well, you're, you might be married, but then you still have, you're still the same people and you still have the same, you know, marriage doesn't just make it exciting and wonderful. The, the fairy tale is not real. <laughs> you know, it's fairy tale moments maybe, but on a day-to-day basis, it's not the reality. And I think that's really hard for people to understand because we watch all these movies and TV shows that are designed to entertain us. And it would be super boring to watch healthy relationships on TV, you know, so they have to make them intense and they have to make the bad guy turn into a good guy. So I'd be interested to know how you overcame that because all of us that watched, you know, Dylan and Brenda on 90210 to, you know, uh, what is it on Gossip Girl? Um, gosh. I've never seen the show or I'd have never seen Gossip Girl. Oh my God. I'm not a huge television person, but it's funny you talking about like television shows and stuff like that. I did like four reality shows for the Golf Channel and it's all it's all bullshit. It's all like it's great, but it's all like it's entertainment. It's not reality. And so like I actually have a couple clients who were on reality shows themselves. And it's so funny that they they go on and they're like, oh, my God, it's not anything like you see on television. I was like, yeah, no shit. It has not mm-hmm. like it's not real life. You know, like real life is having real life conversations, going through hard things. My husband and I, like I said to you in the beginning, before we even started this, we've been together like 19 years. I was a complete fucking disaster when we first got together. And it was like, I had to start healing myself. There's no nothing that he did that fixed me. I had to fix me. And through mm-hmm. the journey, I'm so blessed and lucky that he decided to work on himself. Like he, he's done the podcast with me many times, my podcast with me many times. And he said, you know, she got to a point that she was outgrowing me in self-development mindset, all the things he's like, I had a decision that like, was I going to basically like be lazy and say, fuck this and leave? Or was I going to start doing my own work? And thank Mm -hmm. God every single day, he just decided to do his own work. And now we're both becoming better humans and both becoming better partners and learning to communicate. But it's all been boring and messy and beautiful at the same time. Like I truly believe I have the greatest relationship on the planet. It's by far the biggest blessing in my life. But like you said, it's, it has nothing to do with like the fucking bachelorette. We have bachelorette moments, but Mm -hmm. most of it is just like doing the work every single day. Yes. And I, I think that's the one thing that when girls are on dates with these guys that, you know, the gumball guy that gives you these moments where it looks like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the most amazing thing ever. And and there's this idea that you're going to be in that fantasy bubble perpetually. That's 
I think that when you ask me like my typical client, I think that's, this is what I used to think. I used to think that, yeah, all my friends that were married, they had boring relationships and I was going to find this like super intense romantic. And, you know, I have a very romantic relationship though. I really like, I sometimes I'm like, I shouldn't say that too much because you can have, I mean, you know, Ian's very affectionate and loving and, and, uh, we, we both have our love languages, our touch and words of affirmation. So we're constantly telling each other, I mean, I'm not, it's not that you don't have those things, but you're not my, I'm not living in those things. And and that's not what's holding us together. You're right. It's the, it's the friendship. It's the brain. I mean, I fell in love with his brain and, and the, intellect and just how he could challenge me or correct me which is annoying but then also nice like i don't want to say dumb things so i appreciate when he's like yeah no that's actually not or his knowledge of history or world war ii he listens to world war ii youtube videos every night as he falls asleep oh god if you listen closely under his pillow there's a very soft world war ii youtube video going it was like and it is the most boring thing ever like i, I would fall asleep in like two seconds but yeah, I'm just like, I love all of those things, but he has all these interests. And, you know, my dad said at our wedding is the smartest guy he's ever met because he's just it's walking, you know, Google encyclopedia. So it's those kinds of things that you need to love and, and fall in love with someone. But it's not about the intense romance or in the gumball love relationships. It's it starts to get about fighting and then making up and then drama and then chasing. And then all of a sudden they're cheating on you. And then you can see those people that get caught up in that and and high performers like you you probably don't really have that many people in your life that are going through that because it's just too much drama it's too much negativity I have really good boundaries around who i surround myself with and i'm i'm yeah. assuming most people who are quite successful or you know want to be and put themselves in that like i'm sure you do as well it's like I just don't have time for that like i yeah. do not have time for that because it doesn't make me a better version of myself like yes. I just have like this just unbelievable standard now of like my life, like my quality, my uh, love language is quality time. To, to me, the greatest asset on the planet is time. And so I have zero desire to do anything that doesn't serve me at the greatest, highest level that makes my experience of life that much better. Like I just don't mm -hmm. put time into it. Mind you, it's so funny that you're talking about World War II. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh my God, that's horrible. However, you know, it's so <laughs> funny. I drive around and do my husband's in construction and people probably look at my life and think, oh my God, that's horrible. We drive around looking at like fucking dirt and construction sites like all the time because that's <laughs> my husband's like freaking yeah. loves it so much. And I think you know, you were talking about World War II. I'm thinking, oh my God, it's the exact same thing when I drive around looking at fucking dirt and dumpsters <laughs> and all the things. Yeah, but he's passionate. You know, it's more than dirt, right? It's, oh it's, God, he calls it possibility money. there. Yes, it's, yes, it's money. We're looking at money. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's dirt. It's nails. It's fine. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. Um, do you see a pattern of women? Because I know that this is obviously a knock on wood. I I feel very blessed. I mean, again, I've only been in three real relationships in my life and I'm 40 years old, but do you see a pattern with women who um, have experienced cheating or have like put themselves in, in those situations? Is there a certain gumball for that? Yes. So that's the compete for me gumball. I have that one as green with green of envy. So it's about yeah. jealousy. So uh, someone who uh, you get into a relationship and all of a sudden you, the girl that realizes oh he's separated he's not actually divorced mm -hmm. and now there's another woman in the picture and so you have to make that decision right then am i going to compete 
because now he there are some guys and girls too this goes both ways that get high off of that competition so now the other person becomes the tension it becomes the makes it more intense and so what can happen is he'll say things like i wish i had met you first and you know i i really love her but this is what's going we're not sleeping together i'm sleeping on the couch i'm sleeping in the basement you know, I'm going to be moving out soon. I really like you. And I really want to see where this is going, but just have to understand this is complicated. Now she's in this dynamic where I really like this guy. And what if we're meant to be, and it's just timing and he's just got to leave her, but then it drags out. And so now she's competing with the other woman, but he, if he prolongs it, even, even anybody that even puts you in this situation. So like w- once I evolved, I realized any guy that has the lack of standards to even be entertaining dating when he's not even out of his own house with a wife. It's like, you know, it's, it's amazing how our standards are so low in the beginning and we're willing to entertain these things. But as we evolve now, you, you, as you evolve, you wouldn't entertain those things. But in the pattern, the woman that's stuck in that pattern does not see her value as high enough. So she feels like maybe I should wait. Maybe I should give him a chance. And so she stays and now she's involved in that dynamic. Then you're hearing, well, what does she want? And when are you moving out? And why are you staying? Well, now I'm staying for the kids. And so that back and forth is I have I have a an assessment that my, all my clients take where you plug it in and say, okay, I hear what you're saying. It's attention seeking. What are the different flavors of attention? What kind of uh, gumball guy am I dealing with? So I have them take the assessment and it comes out in percentages. So this guy, his attention seeking is he really likes it when other people are competing, compete for me or chase me. So sometimes it's a uh, compete for me is usually, you know, the other woman exists. You know who she is. The chase me guy uh, is he's like that bachelor where you feel like he never tells you about anybody else, but you don't feel like a priority in his life. Mm -hmm. And so. Those are the the threads of it. So it's uh, or the guy that's like called the arouse me is the red gumball guy where he's all about sex. He's the one that sends you, you know, the dick pic right away. And you're like, wow, you know, but that must work for I'm like, who is the girl answering the dick pic? <laughs> like, who you know, are these so funny. I swear to God, I like whatever. I don't know if this makes me weird or whatever. I have never in my life seen a dick pic. And thank you, baby Jesus, for that. I'm so <laughs> thankful that I have never I've I've just never I can't believe that people would do that. Yeah. Like I just I could never imagine my husband snapping a photo of his dick and sending it to me. I would be like someone has stole his phone or he is like literally high. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like hey guys, we're not googling pictures of dicks. We're not never. trying to look at them. I have so we never don't want to look that. at yours. Yes. Yeah, that is it's so like- weird. Yeah, I've never gone to like a girl event and like, hey, what did you do? We're just looking at pictures of dicks. Like never. This never. never happened. We, we don't want to look at them, you know, unless we're like in the moment, we're really into the guy, but it's like, it's not a pretty thing. Like stop. And then it's like, they they sent it to you first thing. It's like, wow, this is disgusting. And this is how, you know, but, but some people actually do that it. right off the bat. I'm oh, so yeah. out of it. Clearly, I, I don't, I don't even know which way the swiping is. Is it right? Is it left? All the things <laughs> I've never done. Like I've. I've talked to a couple of my clients about it, um, but like I don't even know the swiping deal. I'm so far out of it. Thank you. Yes. God. <laughs> swipe right. Swipe le- left is you're out of here. Right is all. Right I'll is right as we're into Tinder. it. Yeah. A lot of the apps have gone. 
which is also why my coaching business, I, I've always asked my clients, like, what is the difference between what you get in your therapist and what you get in coaching? A lot of therapists do not know how to coach around dating and all these dynamics and, uh, you know, the dick pics and yeah. what guys are texting and then what's appropriate for, okay, we've been texting for three days. Now can we go on a date? And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it's so funny. We have all this technology and my clients are like, well, we've been texting for two weeks. And then like, have you had a phone conversation? Well, no. Like <laughs> what? Oh, get on the phone. Like, I mean, Ian and I were so, I, I guess it's old school, but I mean, we talked for maybe, I don't even know. I think it was like, once we started bantering back and forth on the app, he's like, can I have your phone number? He called me immediately. I mean, it was yeah. just like, we talked on the phone right away. We probably t Then he called me again before our date. It was like, we had a couple of phone conversations. So that way when we went on a date, we actually had something to talk about. But these, I'm like, you're going on a date with a guy you haven't even heard his voice. You They've never, no people do this all the time? All the time. They're just oh texting and texting and texting for weeks sometimes. And oh. now there's sometimes people are like, well, I don't feel like I should be on the phone. We haven't texted long enough. I'm like, hey, he can, <laughs> what? He, what if he has like a Kermit the Frog voice and you've been, <laughs> you know, really excited about his pictures. But, you know, that's why he's single because he sounds like a little munchkin or something like who knows? Like, you have no idea or meet him sooner in a, you know, in a, in a safe place. But like, I'm all about, do you think you like him? Go, go meet him for a drink and just figure out who it is before you invest all this time Amen. in someone you don't even know, you know? So yeah, like I, I feel like the faster you can meet them, the better if you, if you're having good banter and it's respectful and you're not getting dick pics right off the bat, but that's the red gumball. Like if it's, if the relation, obviously sex isn't just about getting attention, but if, when it's, when it becomes gumball love, it's when the relationship always like you're, you're talking to him and you're trying to have a normal conversation and then he's bringing it back to sex or you're trying to text a conversation. And then he's like, what's your bra size? Like that's an arouse me gumball guy where it's like, okay, you want me to arouse you all the time. You're all about sex. And although that could be part of our relationship at some point, you keep making that that's how he gets high. Mm -hmm. Other guys, some gumball guys are not high off of sex at all. That's not their game. They want to be chased. They want to be idolized. They like the drama. They want to fight. They want you to entertain them. So I'm giving you all the flavors or they want to be pitied. There's like sad story gumball guy where he's really down and out and all the people pleaser girls like me, you know, fall for that. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm listening to his problems and I'm feeling sorry for him and I'm feeding him blue gumballs, pity me gumballs. And we don't see this as attention seeking. We see it as, oh my gosh, this poor guy, he had all these bad things that happened to him and he's so sweet. But I sat at Starbucks for two hours listening to him talk to me about his divorce or, you know, that he was <laughs> sick for two years or whatever. And, you know, it's like legitimate things, but this is not what a, a healthy, healthy yeah, it's, can you imagine your husband starting out the conversation with like oh a gosh. really sad where he was down and out and this is how he's going to start a, his first coffee date with the new girl that he's interested in. I mean, once you know how it should work, you see how different these guys look. But that's the whole goal is, is it attention seeking? Is it connection seeking? Does this guy have confidence or is he coming in with low confidence or low energy? That's a huge thing. They're super low energy. They're like, hey, hi. That's all you get. <laughs>
first message. Oh, this makes me so sad, but it's so (laughs) exciting though, because you guys, I literally, I know that there's so many of you who are listening to this podcast and I totally agree with Melissa. I always say there's a huge difference between a coach and a therapist. I have both, but I will tell you the difference for me and my clients is a coach gives you the action steps. That is what I do. I help you take action to solve the situation that's happened, giving you the strategy, the overhead perspective, the confidence, all of the things, whether that's relationships, whether that's business, whatever it is, but a hundred percent, a coach like Melissa at Gumball Love is going to help you take the action, not just the therapy where we talk all about the things we can know all the reasons why in the world, why you have low confidence and like the trauma your family gave you and all the fucking things. But if you're not taking action to change it, you're going to stay stuck in these patterns for a really long time. I feel like I could talk to you forever about this. It's so exciting because I know nothing about this world, but I know that there's so many people that want to follow you, listen to your podcast, and then ultimately work with you. So where does everyone find you? No, I just changed my name of where you find me because I had it the Melissa but So I put uh, Melissa Roberts was taken on Instagram. So Melissa Jane Roberts is now where you find me. So just the traditional spellings, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-J-A-N-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S. Uh, so that's where my Instagram or gumballlove.com. You can find me there. You can send me a DM on Instagram or you could just Google gumball love and I'll come up. Although the magical world of gumball, the cartoon kind of killed my SEO. It's just like of all things to come out a stupid gumball cartoon. Uh, but I usually, I'm still usually pretty, pretty up there. So if you just, uh, Google my name and gumball love, you should find me. So this has been so fun. I'm, I'm so happy for my audience to hear your energy because this is exactly what you need to encapsulate. So if any of your audience is struggling and single, just hearing your energy and how you approach life and confidence, that's it. I mean, once you, I feel like once you harness that, then it's only a matter of time before you meet the right person and you just have to bask in that energy and do your thing and find your passions and just keep going because you'll feel like, okay, I found my passions. I'm I'm confident like where is he? he'll be he'll be attracted to you but you just got to give it a little bit of time because then all of a sudden bam there's your guy and he's going to want you and only you and there's going to be nobody else and you just have to keep the faith in that. Mm, I love it. It's so true. You guys please 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 if you need help with this reach out to Melissa Gumball Love. All of the notes are in the show. I am over on her podcast and how, when do your podcasts come out so everyone can follow? Every Monday. Every Monday, Gumball Love Podcast, you guys, be sure to follow Melissa Jane Roberts on Instagram and share this podcast because you know, I know that someone needs it. Melissa knows people need it. So be sure to share this podcast with a friend who you know is going to need it. Thank you so much for being here, love. Yeah, absolutely. I had a blast. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.